This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. All right, it is uh, 424. Let's face it, Canadiana right now, it's all about the toque. Patty Harrington is the founder of Frontier, and Paul Kawai is the design director at Frontier, and they join us in our AM640 studio right now to talk about the fact that they claim to have designed the world's best toque. This is a Toronto design firm, and that's quite a lofty claim. Guys, um, Paul, I'm going to start off with you, or Patty, I'll start off with you, in fact. What is Frontier Design? We're a design studio. We have... um a bunch of client work. We do client work for, for a variety of different clients. We've, we actually have collectively about 15 years experience uh, working around the world. Uh, but when we started Frontier, it was a new idea to think about something slightly different. So it was not just doing client work. It was also doing our own ventures projects, things that we really believe in ourselves. And then finally, we actually also do a design magazine. But you're not, you're not like a clothing designer. No, we're not. So it's, it's really interesting. So you're a design house. Yes. And you would do uh, print? Mm-hmm. You would design logos. We design brands. We design spaces. We design websites. We design all kinds of different. So, stuff. what inspires the designer of websites and magazines to design the world's best toque? Well, I, you know, I th- we think a lot about this, and I, I think one of the key things is that we've done a lot of work globally, and we've seen Canada from other parts of the world looking back. And so, when we were thinking about something that we would take on and design ourselves, we were passionate about something Canadian. And I, and I think that as Canadians, when you live here, you think, oh, there's all these stereotypes, maple syrup, beavers, all that kind of stuff. But for us, seeing Canada from a distance, we realize that it's all really great stuff and it's all really true to who we are. It's all very authentic. So we thought, you know, what better thing to start with as our first project that's sort of our own self-initiated, self-funded project than a toque. Paul, were you at the first meeting where this was actually conceived? I don't know if there was ever a first meeting. Okay, um, I guess let me rephrase was, that. Yeah. You guys were drinking. And were you together <laughs> when you were drinking? You said, let's design the world's best toque. I think Paul was mid-keg stand. when. Uh-huh. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man, my head hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Something nice and soft to lay my head on would yeah. be nice. No, um, I don't know if there was a meeting per se. We, you know, there was this this idea to start the Ventures Project. And the toque was something that we both have, you know, a deep connection to just in how we grew up. I, you know, anyone who's listening who knows me from way back when, when I was a kid, I've worn toques for a very long time indoors and out. They've kind of know me as that person, yeah. the toque guy in high school. So, you know what? I love that about you because yeah. back in the day, and I don't know, Patty, I think we might be a similar vintage. Mm-hmm. Is that a nice way to say that? <laughs> uh, back in the day, you know, we would take off the toque. As soon mm-hmm. as we left the house, you'd round the corner and whoosh, toque could come off. Right. That's not happening anymore. Like kids are rocking the toque. Yeah. And um, parents must love it. But so you guys, uh, you've always had an affinity to the toque. Patty, have you as well? well? As I advance in years and start to see my hair thinning out, I, find <laughs> I need something to help me keep, keep me cold, but also maintain my pride. So I've become more affectionate for my toque. Yes. So what do you, you know, uh, you come up with the idea of I'm going to design the world's best toque. What, why? What was wrong with the toque? You know, I think for us, it's really about our design process is really based on research. And, you know, Steve Jobs has this famous quote that design's not just what a thing looks like, it's how it works. And so when we consider any design brief, we're thinking really carefully about any opportunity in it to make to improve it, right? So, you know, if you didn't have that spirit, the reality is we all, we would not really be very far as a society. So we're always as designers trying to invent new things. And so it's about research, it's about deeply understanding our subject and then applying everything we learned to whatever it is that we're designing. Okay, so what was a flaw 
of a just an everyday average not so good toque? Well, we asked, we did ask people. We put uh, surveys out and you know, we got things like they're too itchy, they're too cold, or you know, people are saying what's most important. I want a warm head. Um, the style came into it, obviously. Fit was a big part of it. So there was a whole, it was surprising actually. We thought it was a super simple, easy project to take on. It turned out that there's a whole litany of issues that people have with yeah, their current yeah. tubes. One key issue was the tightness. The There's a pattern left on my head when I take my toque off, and it takes a good hour before that pattern leaves. It's so tight that I'm, I'm ingrained. Is that the kid from So I Married an Axe Murderer? <laughs> the young child? This was a common one. It's, okay. it's, yeah, I, and I've, I've experienced it too. I've never thought about it as, as deeply as some of these respondents, but yeah. Yeah, well, these are problems. If you're going to rock a toque, uh, you know, it has to be comfortable. So where do you start? So, um, because we are a design studio and we are interdisciplinary, we, we are super curious people. We kind of engage that curiosity. We dive deep into it. So for us, it was like, look at the history, look at the cultural implications, look at kind of all the different media out there, both Canadian and abroad that, you know, really looked at the toque as an item, everything from Jacques Cousteau to Steve Zissou in Mm -hmm. uh, Life Aquatic, um, even back to history in the Roman times, they had a red cap that was a symbol of emancipation. There are all these really amazing things that, you know, we as a design studio, because it's how we work, we just found all this lovely stuff. And it's not all Canadian either. This is like an international idea. That's, we want to get that across. Like the Canadian side is great. Yeah. And, you know, we come from that. But, you know, it is it is an idea that you find throughout culture. You're talking history. about the toque. Yeah. Yeah. The red cap specifically, right. the red cap in, in the French Revolution coming to Canada, but also an old Roman symbol of, of you know, freedom. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to get a look at the world's best toque. And then we'll talk about exactly what goes into making the world's best toque. All right. You're listening to Talk Radio AM 640 Toronto. Now, I didn't think this interview would go so long, but, you know, when you're dealing with something that is claimed to be the world's best, and it's uh, the world's best too, because it's Canadiana, designed here in Toronto, you don't rush things. We're with Patty Harrington, founder of Frontier, and Paul Kwai, who is the design director at Frontier, came up with the world's best toque, which I'm holding in my hands right now. The toque is... Can I it, now? Is it black or is it? Uh, would you say this is a? Um, it's a very dark charcoal shade gray? of gray. Yeah, it's a charcoal. It's a, very, it's a charcoal gray. It's lovely, and yeah. inside it is uh, multi. It's it's a red and white, kind of like a rusty red, right? Yeah, rusty red. And actually, you're very holding actually what is probably the last prototype. Okay, I should say mm-hmm. the the. The ones we will have for sale at the pop-up are all red on the inside. So okay. that was actually an experimental final prototype you're holding. All right. So the white is a is a synthetic that we took out. We got rid of it. All right. It's which, all natural. Which leads me to uh, the question, how many prototypes did it take to get to this point? We were looking at the exhibit, yeah, yesterday. I think it was eight, including what you're holding there. So we had... Um, we started with 100% Kiviet. We haven't even touched on the material, Kiviet. Yeah, so what Kiviet is that? Is uh, the wool of a muskox. It's the inner wool of a muskox. It's not sheared. It's combed out, um, and it's one of the softest materials we could find. It's it's eight times warmer and stronger than standard sheep's wool. Um, it just has these amazing moisture wicking properties. It stays warm when wet. Um, so that was really a key material discovery in the research. I understand, though, that uh, muskox are really pungent. <laughs> Did that? It, does it it's at all get on there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. affect the uh, wool. It does not. It does not. You don't have we to have, wash it again, like fifty the, times at the exhibit. You'll see the stages at which kiviet is cleaned and dehaired. So we have okay. the raw, we have the cleaned, and then we have the yarn. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, it might smell on the animal, but not afterwards. It sounds pricey. And that, that's way up. That's in Inuit territory, correct? Yeah. yeah. It's where you'd find the yeah. muskox. Yeah. So you guys sourced it. So are, are indigenous people the ones that are harvesting um, the wool for you? Yeah. Patty yeah. Can... So we have a caveat supplier in Adstock, Quebec, who uh, actually buys individual uh, hides from animals that were individually hunted for the Inuit traditional hunt. And so the new traditional hunt is now actually being a government subsidized program because there's a, you know, in remote communities where it's hard to get food and supplies to those communities, there's a need to return to traditional practices that are actually more sustainable, uh, provide better nutrition. And so it's, it's part of that uh, particular um, practice. It's individuals. It's not sort of a mass thing. It's individual hunters who, who do this. And so that's where we get it from. And we actually believe that it's supporting a very... Um, you know, a, a really worthwhile uh, endeavor as a part of a, a traditional practice of Canadians. So you'll not only look good, you can feel good when you're wearing the world's best toque. Yep. All right. Uh, so what else is in it? You know, the the muskox is, is in this toque. There's other wools, correct? Yes, there are. So the inner lining, the inner wool, um, is 35% kiviat, 35% cashmere, and we chose cashmere for that extra softness. It that, is soft. Yeah, it's super soft, right? It's lovely. And finally, on the inside, uh, there's also merino wool, which is kind of the tried and tested, you know, everyone knows merino. Yeah. We rely on it too. Um, that's the inner layer. It's the softness. It gets that moisture wicking when, if you do get hot in it. And it doesn't smell. Does not smell. Yeah. So that's always good. Exactly. Not that I would know yeah. that or I buy clothes yeah. so that exactly. they don't smell when I <laughs> sweat. But uh, you guys tested this out um, with uh, Zamboni drivers and other yeah. people working so, in cold weather. Funny, funny story. Right around peak testing season for us, it just so happened to be uh, summer, the start of summer. Obviously not a great time to test a toque. So what we did was we thought through, you know, who are some people in the city that work in cold environments? We found a Zamboni driver. We found a butcher with a walk-in fridge. Yeah, that that's working perfect. In, and we found an ice sculptor. And did they like it? They loved it. Have they yeah. worn this hat? Yes. Can I try it oh, on? Oh, not that specific one, I don't think. There, there's a few testers going around. You can try it All on. Right, yeah. put it on. Okay, it's not ahead. very cold in here, but you can let us know. Okay. It did also find its way to Iceland. Uh, Paul actually is an avid outdoorsman, and he's tried it in Killarney Park. And actually, two, or yesterday, we got a note early in the morning from two from a couple that were on their way to Mount Everest, and we shipped a package over them to very qu- them very quickly so they could bring it to Mount Everest with them. So we're going to get some shots of this toque being worn at base camp at Everest, which awesome. is kind of cool. This is, uh, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's, there's nothing uh, unique about the, the cut of the toque. No. Is there? No. It's just your standard too, yeah. right? Yeah. Design's yeah. not necessarily about reinventing every single thing. Sometimes things work really well and you keep that as is. And, you know, it doesn't have to be flashy to be great. And yeah. so for us, it's more about focusing the differences on things that make a difference. And like so in this case, it's the material, the construction, like the double wall construction, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so are these handmade? Did I read that correctly? Yeah. So they're ma- they're handmade. In they're Toronto. Somebody's by somebody's grandmother, a master knitter. <laughs> they are. Dumb. I don't know if she's a grandmother because our master knitter is Jacqueline Schiller, who's a is a Toronto knitter. Yeah. Uh, she works at Romney Wools in Toronto. I was going to ask you if you could get, get musk ox and at Romney Wools. I'm not sure if you can yeah, at Romney, funny. Yeah. but because we sourced ours specifically through a woman named Lorraine yeah. in North Quebec. Of course, who's everybody great, knows Lorraine in North great, Quebec. Yeah, she's awesome. craft angle. Hi, Lorraine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jacqueline hand makes them, hand knits them in Toronto. Really? Yeah. And so, her mother, who she, you know, lovingly refers to as a master master knitter, right? Um, also helped with the knitting of this. How many of these uh, do you have ready to go? So 
we have, <laughs> last time I checked, we have 100. We have 100 that are in the wings in some form of finish, ready to ship out come November 7th. One size fits all? One size fits all. And where and are you, you going to sell them? We're going to sell them at our pop-up shop on Ossington, 12 Ossington, um, at Rally Gallery on Ossington. We also sell them online. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we've sold out online. So we went through one, our first run. We added another run to it once that sold out. So we've sold out of two production runs, and we have a waiting list now. How, li- how long is the waiting list? Right now, I haven't checked it's it recently. It's changing by the minute. It's about yeah. 60 right now. So yeah, it's not it huge. Um, it's two... two T-U-Q-U-E at Frontier.is that you send an email to that address, then we put you on the waiting list. That's probably not going to ship till the winter time itself. Like right are we going to have it at Christmas, time. do you think? Some people will, yeah. Um, um, how do I say this without... Uh, am I going to have mine at Christmas? No. Uh, it, so how long will it take to, to make one of these? For your master knitter, right now because we're it's a you know we're a design studio we're yeah. we're trying to figure this out for the first time with really expert people doing it but still there are things we have to work out like how pieces come together all that kind of stuff so we've sorted through all that when we were figuring it out it was about four hours per toque now we're getting it down to about an hour and a half two hours roughly per toque that's so quick it's a lot of time like these are really carefully made yeah yeah, yeah. well uh, just I guess we don't have a ton of time so uh, why is this the world's best toque fellas. I can try for that one. <laughs> I would say that based on our experience looking at all, we've looked at many, many toques. We've worn many, many toques. Yep. And I think for us, the big thing here is that it fits well. It's comfortable. It's not itchy. It's warm because it's using some pretty amazing materials. And I think all those things combined put it above what, anything else that we've seen anyway. It is the Dyson of toques. And if you flip over the uh, brim of the toque, it says, the criminal, like the artist, is a social explorer, Marshall McLuhan. Whose idea was that? That was Patty's. Yeah, I mean, we just have a lot of admiration for him. Our design work, a lot of it is communication-based, and he's a master communicator, a legend in Toronto. And so we love the spirit of that quotation, and we love the idea of exploration. That's ultimately what we're trying to do as a company, support people who are exploring creatively. So that's just a little sign-off from someone we really respect. Uh, the, but, Paul, you know, the price tag is about 200 bucks. Yep. Justify that to the audience that's going, whoa, world's best toque, but 200 bucks. So 18 months of R&D. We're pretty confident you look around the market for toques right now, you're not going to see that. The materials are the very best you can get. We stand behind that 100%, handmade in Toronto. Um, you know, the history, the, the culture that we've, we've researched that has gone into this product um, is unparalleled. Is this your toque for life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll last. Yeah, it can last. Yeah. It, it, it could be toques, they say, last 20 years. Well, that's pretty good. Guys, Thank uh, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate you uh, dropping by. Uh, if you want more details about the world's best toque, where do you go? www.frontier.is. All right. Well, there you have it. It's the Dyson of toques, ladies and gentlemen, the world's best toque uh, by the, the folks at Frontier Design. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.